Welcome to Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Cotto-Sullivan, wisdomologist and your host. I've been talking to people about their own journeys to inner wisdom, as well as exploring the many tools that have assisted them on their journey. As you know, this journey takes many twists and turns. There's sometimes detours, invitations, forks in the road. Sometimes we are prepared and sometimes we have tough choices to make. And sometimes we just, we're just asleep and we go through the motions. The journey takes awareness, reflection, and willingness to take risks, to take a leap of faith sometimes, jumping off the cliff and discovering that we have wings. Today, we're going to talk about that type of transformation. And today I am joined by Tina Marie Brigley, and we will be talking about her journey and the process of transformation. Welcome, Tina. I'm delighted to have you today. Thank you, Crystal. I'm so excited to be here with you. Wisdomologist, I love that. <laughs> Can't wait to take it all in. So let me tell you a little bit about Tina before we start our conversation. So as a transformational coach, Tina is internationally renowned and a recipient of four global business awards. She's been a speaker on TEDx stage, featured in major publications like Forbes, Thrive Global, Global Women, and USA Today. She supports people in their to turn their dreams into reality and be the person who will make it all happen. So welcome again, Tina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love that. So we're going to talk about transformation today, which I think is probably your favorite topic. And um, you've gone through a lot of experiences of transformation on your journey. Could you tell us a little bit about some of those experiences? Yeah, you know, if you would have asked me what is transformation seven years ago, mm -hmm. I would have said, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, because of what you said in your introduction, I felt like I was just going through the motions of life. Uh, you know, I was a special education teacher and I went to school, got my honors, got my bachelor's, and this was what I was supposed to do for life. You go to school, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you retire, then you live your life, <laughs> you know, wow. and, and, and then I realized, you know, one day I woke up and I felt like I was really wishing my life away. And what I mean by that is, um, I was going to work on Monday, wishing it was Friday, mm. Friday. I was wishing it was 3 PM yep. Sunday. I had so much anxious feelings about going back to work. I would drag myself out of bed on Mondays when it was Christmas. I was wishing it was the summer. Mm. And one day I just thought like I was so out of alignment and how I knew I didn't know the word alignment back then, but right. there was something not right. Yeah. I was drinking almost every day. Mm. I would have a box of wine on my counter. I'd walk through the door. I'd pour a glass of wine. I was just numbing. I was going through life not really knowing what was wrong, but feeling that there was something missing. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't realize is that there was me, my essence. I Life was happening and I was giving up a little part of me more and more every day and then I became numb. And then I started sleepwalking basically through life. Yep. Uh, and then one day I was on my computer and there was a pop-up to become a health coach. It was the most bizarre thing. Cause what do you do when life is happening? Me, I went to Facebook and did a names test. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so here I am doing this quiz, trying to get to know myself. And then there's this pop-up and I thought, wow, what the heck is, what is a health coach? What is mm -hmm. that? 
And I watched this, uh, it was a 45 minute webinar. Mm -hmm. And in that webinar, it was talking about your brain system mm -hmm. of all things and how you need like a green light in all three brain stems. And it, it just opened my eyes, my awareness to something that I didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna check this out. I'm, I'm gonna sign up to be a health coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was recently separated, a single mom. I had my kids half time. I think that's why I was like stuffing those emotions. Mm -hmm. And so I just exchanged alcohol for personal development, which was a better choice. Better choice. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and in this process of transforming myself, my health, my mindset, you know, it was almost like I had this reality. And inside my reality were my views, opinions, beliefs, judgments. And this program just started introducing like O's into my box of X's and started expanding my reality. And in that process, I was becoming somebody different. And I didn't really get it until somebody said to me, what's different about you? You seem so different. Hmm. And then I'm like, oh, something's shifting in me. Something's moving. Something's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the start of it, really, Crystal, seven years ago. So it's inter interesting. I, I like how you use the word um, numbing. Like we go through life numb. And different different people talk about it different ways. Beatrice Chestnut talks about we, we're like zombies. We go through the motions. And what's interesting about that for me is for you, it was like, it was a video because sometimes it doesn't have to be like the lightning bolt. Sometimes it's something very simple that kind of, it really wakes us up. And, and so I, I guess, I mean, I've gone through those stretches as well, where it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm asleep. It's like, I, I'm just not aware of what's going on or what could be better or, or, or that I'm just not living to my potential. It's like flatlining. And what is it when people are stuck? What, what's the, what are the triggers that kind of all of a sudden it's like, whoa, you know, okay. So uh, I just recently started dating this guy. He's a coach. He's amazing. But he shared this story with me that I thought it could answer your question right mm -hmm. now that I want to share with, with everybody that's watching. It's like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the boiled frog analogy. When you drop a frog in boiling water, it immediately jumps out. Mm -hmm. And then when you put a frog, that same frog in cold water and slowly boil it, it will stay in there. And I feel like there was this numbing. I was in the pot of boiling water over time and it got to, it was just my reality. Like this is just the way that it was. So I think that little trigger of, but is this the way that it was supposed to be? You know, you talk about inner wisdom. There was this inner knowing, like, is this it? I kept asking myself the question, is this life? Is this what it's supposed to be? Is this where I'm supposed to be at? There is, I joke all the time. I say, okay, my ruling planet is the sun. I was born the year of the dragon and I'm a Leo. And in my human design, I'm a reflector. I'm like, if that doesn't scream leadership, I don't know what does. Like I felt <laughs> like I was a leader, but I was drunk almost every day. Yeah. I was like, something doesn't feel right. This isn't 
you know? And so it was just this, this voice that started getting louder and louder. Mm. Like something's not right. Something's not right. And then what was happening is I was waking up at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, not sleeping. And the first thing that I did is I went to the doctor and said, listen, I'm not sleeping. There's something wrong with me. And she prescribed me antidepressants. And I got home and I was looking at the bottle and I'm like, is this the solution? Right. And there was an inner knowing that's not the solution. That's temporary. Um, And, you know, I still have the bottle of antidepressants Mm. in my drawer as like a reminder of what it could have been because it could have been like, oh, I can't cope with life. I can't cope with my divorce. Um, But there was a a, a louder intuition, I would say. There was a louder inner knowing saying, you're just not on the right path. And I just wasn't listening until I tuned in. And, you know, I think that we're given signs sometimes, but we ignore them. Mm -hmm. That webinar was a sign. There there were coaches that I followed. Mm -hmm. And it's like every time I heard them speak, they were speaking to me. Yeah. You know, and when I hired my first coach, she asked me, do you want to be a teacher or do you want to be a coach? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, of course, I would love to be a coach. I would love to have you know, Fridays off, work whenever I want, go on vacation when it's not expensive. I mean, there's a lot of perks to being a business owner, but that's just not possible. And she said, what if it is? What would you, what's your vision? Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, there was like this spark of creativity that just flowed through my body. And it was like, I'd be on stages and I'd have group programs and I would transform the world. And I'd, uh, I was so excited about what could be possible. And she said, great, choose. And then the, the, the knot in my throat, you know, the feeling in my gut, my chest, everything was just like, I can't, what do you mean? I went to school, I have a pension, I have benefits, I have a job. I spent a lot of money on my education. What do you mean just choose? You can't just choose that. I already chose. I'm stuck here, lady. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And but then that almost opened up the door to what if? Yeah. Like, what if this could actually be possible? What if I could create my life the way I want to create it? What mm-hmm. if? I am a natural born leader and there's something more inside of me. What if then those what ifs got so loud, I couldn't even pay attention. And I remember I'm standing in my living room, right? I hired her as a coach, by the way. I was like, okay, I need to work with you. I need to grow this business. So six weeks later, I'm in my living room and I just had this, I need to quit teaching moment. Like I need to take this on full time. And I remember I was in my living room. If anybody was listening or watching a fly on the wall, they would think I was crazy. But I literally threw my hands up in the air and I'm like, I'm looking at the ceiling as if God was right there. And I said, God, (laughs) if I'm supposed to do this, show me a sign, just show me a sign. And so anyways, at that same moment, I looked over on my table, there was a library book on the table, you know, because back in the day, I I didn't have Audible or anything. I went to the library to get my book picked up the book and there was a bookmark inside. I'm like, oh, I want to keep that. I opened it and the words popped out of the book. And I don't remember seven years later, but it was something like, trust yourself. You're on the right path. Follow your inner guidance or something. It was like one of those inspirational books. And then I started laughing and I said, okay, okay. I got that sign. Then I get it. (laughs) Yeah. 
then I get in my car, I turn on the radio, and I still remember it was that song, um, this is my fight song, take back your life song. You know that? I don't even know what it is right now, but it's like, that's gotta be another sign. Absolutely. Absolutely. Crazy. Cool. cool. And, and, you know, it just really points out how important it is to pay attention. But I think about um, a couple of things. One is that so often uh, uh, the, my coach talks about comfort zone a little bit differently than you know, getting out of your comfort zone. It's about getting into your own comfort zone because often what we do is we live in somebody else's comfort zone. And, you know, we go to school because somebody says we should go to school. We get a degree, we get a particular job. We live in a certain area because someone else is expecting us to do that. So it's like, we're living in their comfort zone. So it's really about getting in touch with what's, what are my deepest desires? Just as you did, it was kind of like you had this aha moment. It was like, wait a minute, that's not the life that I want to live. And, you know, I just think how important it is to have someone like you talking about that, to talk to different people, to listen, to read books, because people are stuck. And you know, it's so, it's so sad because there are so many gifts. People like people have magic and they're holding in their magic. And the only way I think to get unstuck is either you bump into somebody, you see something, you pick up a book. <laughs> this is a crazy story. It's in some ways it's a transformation story. I was with my friend in, um, Oh, this must be about five years ago. We were at Indigo and we were looking in the, in the um, metaphysical section, or maybe it was a self-help, whatever it was. And we're looking for a particular book. All of a sudden, a book fell off the bookshelf. <sighs> so I went over, I picked it up. It was Maria Kondo's book um, on organizing your life, your closet, whatever. Um, fine. I put it back. We're look still at the book fell again. And like, I didn't just set it on the edge. I stuck it in. It fell again. Wow. So um, I, I put it back. I didn't think about it, but I came home and we had found the book that we wanted. And, you know, we're talking about it. And later I thought, I'm, I think I need to go get that book. <laughs> so I did. And honest to goodness, it it really transformed the way that I deal with stuff, with my stuff. So, I mean, that's in some ways it was life-changing for me, but that book, if I hadn't paid attention to that, my closet would just still be overburdened with stained t-shirts, you know, <laughs> and junk. But it was like, okay, wait a minute, let me pay attention. And so it's really about paying attention, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you had the thought, but then you backed up the thought with an action. Yes. So it's paying attention and then acting on the instinct, acting on the, the gut. And I think we do have an innate knowing, but we, I, I really believe, and there's a book uh, called Women Who Run With Wolves. Yes. And in this book, she talks about like, we are trained to be contained. And so like, we are trained to like tune out that inner knowing. And we're seeing it online now where people are, I see it in the coaching space too, where we're, trying to outsource our intuition. You know, we have mm. this knowing of what to do, but it's, we're looking for alternate solutions. We're outsourcing everything instead of, wait a minute, 
How do I want to run my business? How do I want to show up? What part of me is not trusting that I already have all the answers within? And I'm not saying like, don't go get help if you're really stuck. But I think sometimes there's a lot of people that really know what to do, but they're not trusting themselves. Um, and, And I know for me, like the last seven years, I've probably invested over $200,000 in personal development and training, looking for solutions. And after all of that money and resources, yes, I have nuggets, I have wisdom, I have learnings, but the best learnings was making mistakes and figuring out a solution. The the best um, training that I got was really like, I got one insight and it totally, totally Mm. transformed everything. Hmm. because I think I had been chasing these programs for that one magic, like this is the thing that's going to make everything work. And I realized, she said, the coach said to me, you're not changing. People don't change. They shift. Mm. And this is the process of shifting. Yeah. So forget about being broken or needing to be fixed. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. Nothing needs to change about you. And you are shifting. Yeah. back to your essence yeah you know like the life the the layers that life puts on you the walls you're just in like when you shift you're breaking down the walls and i could see like the what michelangelo's david you know the the marble chiseled and mm-hmm. it's like there's already a masterpiece in there we just got to chip away and we got to shift but there was parts of us that were trying to change like i say my insecurity my um you know lack of belief in myself sometimes she's not going away she's been protecting me my whole life that's right but her voice now was quiet yeah yeah it's not loud she ran my show she was like there every step of the way for a long time and i had to this is it it wasn't the mechanisms it wasn't the tools or strategies that got me to build a multi-seven figure company it was listening to this voice in my head and tuning her out mm-hmm. and staying in action despite all the things that she was saying to me. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. Who are you? You're a teacher. You're not a coach. You're not a business owner. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, wait a minute. I do. I do. <laughs> you know, and then this other, this, you know, I, I created a contract for myself. I said, I am a loving, powerful leader. Oh, courageous, sorry, loving, courageous, powerful leader. And I let her, because I really believe that's my essence. She's loving, Mm -hmm. she's courageous, Mm -hmm. and she's powerful. I let her guide every single action. Intention plus action equals results. Intention is my way of being, loving, courageous, and powerful. Every day, Mm -hmm. it's like a contract that I live by in every conversation, in every interaction, in every action. And Mm -hmm. I know when I'm out of alignment, with that Mm -hmm. Mm because i feel it i wake up at two three o'clock in the morning and say okay wait a minute (laughs) what is going on here yes yes yeah well it it makes me think of um something that my my coach once once told me we were talking and i can't even remember what the question was that she asked me but she's she said well um no and i my response was well i don't know and she said well try this um if you did know, what would it be? And as soon as I, I did that, it just shifted my brain cells. And I the answer just came out of my mouth. 
Yeah. And I think that um, sometimes we just get stuck in, it's like that, that conversation in our head that's telling us one thing and it's, okay, how do I break out of that? It's like, this, okay, I should be doing this. It's like, okay, wait a minute. I know that there's something else for me to do and I know what it is. And to tr it's the intuition, it's trusting our intuition and trusting our inner self as opposed to the personality, which we've created to protect ourselves and operating at that essence level, as you're saying, with that contract that really speaks to your soul of who you really are, not just this external piece yeah. of who you are. It's like, what is a personality? It's our personal reality. Now, if we're the creators of our reality, we can shift that at any time. And people, when I say that, they're like, what? What do you mean? This, this is who I am. Yeah, well, when I first started my coaching business, I was a major supporter, a nurturer. Yeah. I like the conversations that I had with people, like I felt sorry for people. I wanted to rescue them. I like gave, 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 but I mm. never gave myself mm. I had to like lean into my my alpha my controller because yeah. otherwise I would have not been able to be successful at business because it, it just doesn't work that way I had to have both yeah and so you know when I'm when I'm training people I'm training them to recognize what is your true leadership personality mm. and how do you flex so that you can tap into all of them when you need to um, and if I didn't learn this for myself, like, okay, wait a minute, I can actually be more assertive, be more demanding. At first it was foreign. I was like, no, 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 that's not who I am. Yeah. I could never say that. I could never talk about that. I could never do that until I tried. And then I realized, okay, that wasn't so hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can do this. I can lean in. I, because when I was having coaching conversations, I would see something and feel something. Mm -hmm but I was afraid to call it forward. Uh, and I realized because I was afraid to call it forward, people were staying stuck until I broke through. Right, right. Right, and so mm -hmm. then when I started having the more confidence to say, wait a minute, let me check something out with you here. This is what I'm hearing, this is what I'm seeing. Yep. What do you hear in that? Like, then all of a sudden people were having profound breakthroughs but I didn't have the courage because I thought I might hurt their feelings. Right. But I was actually doing them a disservice by not calling it forward because then they were staying stuck exactly right. where they were, you know, That's right. but it took me years to practice being mm -hmm. that confident, assertive. You know, I, I even, I had a call with somebody a couple weeks ago and I got this real strong intuition, like she was just trying to impress me with her credentials. Mm. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to check something out. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm not sure what your childhood was like, where you're coming from right now. But my experience is you're trying to convince me of something and consider you don't need to convince anybody of anything. You're good enough right now, exactly the way you are. There's nothing broken. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a person who had a PhD, very like, she just started crying. Wow. She just started crying. I would have never had the courage before because I thought this is a woman with a PhD who has credentials up the wazoo. And like, who am I? I'm like, who am I? Somebody who has a lot of training and development to see this. 
and to contribute to her. I don't care what your credentials are right now. And in that moment, I could see this, like almost this hurt little girl that was still trying to prove something. And she said to me, Tina, I've never had the experience of being seen like I've been seen right now. Wow. And for me, that was almost like validation of, okay, great. This is what it looks like to get out of your way, to have courage. You get to contribute to people, even if it feels scary, even if it could have went sideways, it could have went the opposite. She would have, she could have said, who do you think you are? Whatever. I didn't even know. And I didn't even care. I was like, I just see the human right now behind the numbers, the credentials, the, the title, the doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I want her to know that I see her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But this yeah. is what it's like to really, um, to, to not be fixed to our personal reality, our personality, to be able That's to. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. And understand that being vulnerable, which is why we create our personality to protect that vulnerability. What, and, and to realize that being vulnerable is often the strength. I mean, you, you really stepped out in that situation and became vulnerable because you had no idea how she would react. And yet she was able to lift her mask because you did. Yeah. I mean, wow. pretty powerful. Vulnerability is a superpower. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I, like, I mean, when I first started growing my coaching business, um, I don't want to say I had immediate success, but I was able to replace my teaching salary pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And people would ask me, how are you doing that? Like, what is your strategy? Mm-hmm. And my answer was, I have no idea. People are just coming to me. Yeah. And so what I didn't know then that I know now is I was sharing my story. Right. I was sharing my experiences. And people were deeply connecting to me because they could see themselves in what I was going through and they could start seeing, well, if she got out, I can get out too. That's right. If she did it, I can do it too. But I know I've worked with thousands of coaches and sometimes they're afraid to share because they haven't completely transformed. And I know this is all about transformation. They haven't transformed that part of themselves that is still making themselves wrong for their past, you know, and it's like, just be with it because what you've been through can be somebody else's like victory too. They don't know how to get out. Yeah. They're stuck where you were, but you figured out how to get out. So why wouldn't you want to share that? And a lot of times it's these limiting beliefs. It's the, the past, it's judgments, it's fears. And that's why it's like, okay, we don't have to change that about ourselves. It's not changing. We're going to have judgments. We're going to have fears. We're going to, you know, feel a certain way when we're taking new actions, but just be with it. Yep. Just be with the fears, be with the doubts, be with like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Change. You were talking about comfort zones earlier and people say change doesn't happen inside your comfort zone. You know, I really believe that we have multiple comfort zones, like my comfort Mm -hmm. zone my personal comfort zone, and it's not comfortable, it's just where I operate most of my life from, is, has been up until now, striving without receiving. Mm. You know, go, go, go. And then it's like, where are the fruits of my labor? But sometimes people have this comfort zone of processes without results. Mm -hmm. They're lifelong learners, they go to every training program, but they don't apply what they're learning and they keep 
going through program to program. And what you are speaking into is like the comfort zone of staying with the familiar or being at the effect of other people's choices. Yep. People don't realize that this is actually a comfort zone. The people that say yes to everything or they, right. don't, they don't want to change. They like the way that it is. It's comfortable, but it's definitely not comfortable. We think that it's comfortable. So when we say get outside your comfort zone, what do you mean? Like, the, what do you mean get outside my comfort zone? Yeah, that is actually your comfort zone. But it works for me. Yeah, of course, because it keeps you exactly where you are getting the same results you've always gotten. Yeah. So so it's really about redefining comfort zone to mean to and beyond the mask. So the way that we use comfort zone is the persona. It's the mask. And really comfort zone needs to be about getting rid of the mask and looking at, okay, what do I value? What do I believe? What are my intentions? Not what you think my intentions are or what my boss's expectations are. Or, and I always think about this in terms of, you know, going to, to trainings and it's like, everybody goes and they think, okay, this is going to, this is going to work for me. Everybody has a different sense of well, their comfort zone. It's like they take that into their comfort zone when maybe it doesn't fit for them. It, it doesn't even fit their belief system. But when we start to fine tune and look at, okay, well, what do I really believe? And then I can pick and choose what fits for me. I always go back to, I think about diets <laughs> and, you know, it's like, okay. Oh boy, Crystal. <laughs> So I can remember fit for life years ago, you know, you eat fruit in the morning and then your protein later, whatever. So it was great for me for a while, except all the sugar just did me in and it didn't work for me. And I thought, what is wrong with me? I had a friend, she did it like probably for 25 years. It was the best thing for her. And I began to realize that one size doesn't fit all. And it's the same, it's the same with coaching. It's the same with all the different programs that we go to. And yet we, we, it's almost like we herd ourselves into a situation and it's like, this is it, this is, this is going to work for me without the awareness of, but what am I really looking for? Bingo. Right? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. And it's that awareness of who am I? What's my purpose? What are my gifts and can I really trust them? Mm -hmm. Not can I, do I really trust them? Yes or no? No, well then let's do some work here and, and really get to my essence and then transformation can take place. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many layers to this, right? Like we talk about transformation as if it's a simple process, simple mm. process of letting go, but there's layer upon layer upon layer. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, you know, it's like that movie, The Matrix, when you yes. take the, the red pill or the blue pill, you know, the red pill, everything's going to be the same. You, but when you take this other pill, it's like, you're going to see things differently. And I feel like for me, I really did replace one addiction for another. I, and I, I didn't notice it until after, you know, that, oh my gosh, I, this is actually my comfort zone. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to personal development. There's no worse no things to be addicted to, but <laughs> at the same time, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, what is what is it that I? What's the need that's not being met? Mm -hmm. You know, is it 
personal growth? Is it significance? Is it contribution? Is it certainty, uncertainty, love? Like what is the human need that I am trying to fill by going to program after program yeah. after program? Yeah. It's like, okay, personal growth. I get that that's important, but it can't take over my life either. And I could feel right. that it was because I mean, mm-hmm. I was growing a business. I was launching a summit. I was doing a retreat. I was in an intensive leadership program. Like my plate was this big, but then I got addicted to being the person that could do it all. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, you know, the saying, if you ever want something done, ask a busy person. Yep. I mean, these training programs were 12 hours a day three days out of the month, plus, 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 and I'm doing everything else. And people are like, how are you surviving? I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it with freedom and ease. I don't even know how I'm getting everything done, but it was almost like a game. How much could I put on my plate and honor myself? And, and it was good in a sense because I got to see Mm. the value in what I was up to, what I was creating, but then I also got to see this, and this was really pivotal for me. I started comparing myself to everybody else. Uh, I started judging, like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, you should see what I do in a day. You mean you can't get that much? And I noticed, oh, so this is another need that it's filling significance. Look at me, look what I can do. Look, and so, you know, when we can become observers of ourselves, and really not run away from ourselves. That was an inauthentic way of being that I couldn't mm-hmm. see it was in my blind spot, mm-hmm. but it was mm-hmm. serving my need for significance and yeah. how it would show up in training programs is like the first to get this done, the first to get that done, the first to do this. The, my results were like through the roof. And then I was like hiding in the background, like, oh yeah, I, I did those. That mm-hmm. was another thing, right? Like uh, I was yeah, yeah. still like, Oh, I did all of this, but I'm not going to tell anybody that I did all this. I'm just going to like, you know, it's when you can observe yourself without running away. That's a good thing. People (laughs) (laughs) because it it doesn't feel good to be aware of your inauthentic ways of being and take that on. It's just a noticing. That's right. I learned to let go of judging myself for being an A-S-S-H-O-L-E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if we can swear on here, but you know, because <laughs> I used to make myself wrong when I'd have these observations. I'd be like, oh, that's so icky. Why am I beat? And then I would beat myself up. And this is what we do sometimes. Yeah. It's like, you notice something. It's like, oh, how did I not see that? Well, if it's in your blind spot, that's you're not right. supposed to see it. It's, you know, but then when you see it, you get to be responsible for it. That's right. That's right. You know, I think about, I've been thinking about this conversation and one of the things that came to my mind was, um, this is from Landmark where they talk about, you know, we, I know what I know and I also know what I don't know. You know, they're just things that I don't know about. You know, I, I'd like to know more about quantum physics. I would like to know more about uh, how to, how to debone a fish. Like, I don't know those things, but the biggest part of that, of if we're a circle is what we don't know that we don't know. And that's where our blind spots live. And I had an interesting, I I read an article on the weekend that was about quantum computers. And I I thought, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And I think those are those moments of like, 
oh my god that's a blind spot for me and we can't always find those on our own I don't think you know yeah. I think that you know um really interesting about your experience with those trainings is that you're there's there's awareness and then I think there's a level of meta awareness where you can kind of come out of yourself and observe what's happening in your life and I think at those moments you can get some deep insights into okay what the hell am I doing um but at the same time I really think that you know um connecting with either a person or a book it's like the, it's it's like the signs paying attention to signs and uh, sometimes just really bumping into the wall and oh what's happening here so it's you know it's or and sometimes somebody just you know taking you by the shoulders and saying what the hell are you doing mm, right yeah. Yeah, like when I was growing my um, my previous business was uh, business with my business partners. Mm -hmm. So I mean, things were going really well. I was working really hard and had a, a high level of success. Mm -hmm. And you know, like we did win four global business awards. We were being recognized internationally because it was a European country or European <laughs> European business. Mm -hmm. And when my business partners, after two years, said this isn't actually working for us to be a co for you to be a co-founder of our business and we want you to step down whoa um there was like this shift in me that was just profound right because i thought i spent two years it almost felt like i was sacrificing my life for the greater mm. good for you know mm. and i didn't mm. realize all of these things that were showing up mm. one one common theme was i had a very hard time expressing myself I had a hard time sticking up for myself. Ah. And so when this was all going down, right, I noticed the pattern. I mm. noticed it mm -hmm. before. Um, but in that moment, I had to make a choice. Like, do I actually take my voice back and stick up for myself? Or do I keep hiding and keep tolerating? Because mm. that pattern was showing up everywhere in my life. And I, I got to the source of it by one question from somebody. Yeah. I said, you know, when I was talking about it in hindsight, it's like the experience that like I couldn't speak, yeah. like I, I had to just shut up and do what I was told. But in that moment, mm. I took my power back and I was like, no, I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to do what I'm told. I'm going to take a stand for me right here and right now. But where that came from, why it was so debilitating for me, um, I was in a very abusive relationship when I was a teenager. Huh. And I remember this one time. He was really, really angry at me for something. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, how does it feel knowing you're going to die today? And he really started like choking me. Oh my and God. And he said, why can't you shut up and do what you were told? Whoa. And I didn't realize I had blocked that out. It was in my blind spot. But when I was confronted, when I was in meetings where I had to speak up, mm -hmm. I could feel my throat close. Had no idea where it was coming from. Mm -hmm. I just had an experience of it's not safe to express. Yep. It's not safe to share your message. Mm -hmm. It's not safe to share who you are. It's not safe. But I was like, but where? And somebody just asked me one question. What, what does that remind you of? Like when I said, I just feel like I can't express myself. Yeah. What does it remind you of that one little question is all sometimes it takes for somebody yeah. else. That's why there's so much power in coaching mm -hmm. it, because it is just mm -hmm. one question. And then it was like a light bulb. Yeah. It was ready to pop, but it took 
two years of yeah. not expressing myself, holding myself back, feeling fearful yeah. to just be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I'm taking my power back and not just in this situation in my life. Mm -hmm. And then the experience was like my throat opened. Wow. My heart opened. It was a breakthrough. It was mm -hmm. a complete Yep. Right through because I got see triggers are messengers that something gets to be transformed when people are triggered and they feel the the um the feelers in their body it's like okay wait a minute it looks like it's over there with them it looked like what they were saying you know we want you to step down you blah 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 this is your fault I'm like no 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 wait a minute there's something else bigger here yes I'll deal with the upset of losing my business but this isn't the trigger isn't this the trigger is coming from something from the past exactly and, and so it's just so beautiful when we can embrace those triggers and be responsible and what i mean by responsible is not that you caused it or you, but like we are the source and creator of our life and our experience That's right. and if we can see that we are creating the scenario to break through something, to create something in ourselves, to level up our leadership, to have profound insights, breakthroughs. If we can be responsible for that and not blame anybody else or project our stuff onto anybody else, nobody can ever take our power away. Nobody, when we're 100% responsible, like, oh man, I actually am the source and creator of them kicking me out of my business. Mm -hmm. I source this to get my voice back. Man, it's an expensive yep. lesson. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, we get attached to money too. What's yes. more important, all the money in the world and having no voice right. or having a voice and recreating from nothing? Yeah. For me, yeah. I will take the latter every single time. I'd rather recreate and recreate and recreate. Mm -hmm. Why is that easy for me? Because I believe in myself. Yep. Yep. I believe that I am the source and creator of my reality and you know, money is a reflection of that reality and it's abundant and it's flowing. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, it's having money as a choice, not having money as a choice, keeping your voice is a choice, giving your power away as a choice. I get to see that this is my choosing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is infinite power. Yeah. You know, so, and, and, and so transformation can be an ongoing process when you're aware, because when you're aware, then you start to uncover those limiting beliefs and often, and you, you hit the nail on the head, often those limiting beliefs, we become aware of them because suddenly there's something going on that's bigger than what's going on out there. And it's recognizing, okay, wait a minute, there must be something from my past and that's creating a barrier. And then to be curious about it, it's like, okay, what is that about? Because so often it's like, whoa, I shouldn't feel like that. Our judgment comes in, shuts everything down as opposed to just being curious. It's like, oh, isn't that interesting that I'm reacting like that? Isn't that interesting that I have suppressed my voice? And then and then we begin to unravel and create a new map, basically. It's like a, a new book of beliefs that really come from our essence as opposed to things that we've created to cover vulnerability, to take care of fears, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, it is. It transferred, transformation is a lifelong process. Yeah. As long as we're willing to keep growing. And I believe that we're either growing or we're dying. So I would rather grow. And, you know, I really do. I have this vision. And, you know, when I share with people, they're like, really? But I really do. I have a vision that coaching, therapy, and personal development will be as essential and as normal as electricity and Wi Fi. Mm -hmm. It will be in every hospital, every school, every organization, in every family. I really, truly do believe that. So, because my vision is so much bigger than me, yep. I refuse to let my fears stop me from fulfilling on that vision. Yep. Yep. And so, like, I really do believe I'm a bold stand for transformation, period. It is the reason for my existence. It took me my whole life, 40, almost 47 years to get to this place. And I, I don't even know what my full purpose is. I don't feel like it's something you can go find. I feel like it's something that's created. But right now, my vision is very clear and it's very solid. I do believe in a world where my kids and grandkids get to live where we become aware and that we become evolved human beings that mm -hmm. are capable of being 100% responsible and learning to love each other and respect each other. If I can do it, like I think back to when I first separated from my husband, we couldn't be in the same room together. Mm -hmm. There was so much animosity and so much like negativity and we both did the work. And now we got divorced, you know, for the second time. <laughs> we are great friends. We can communicate. I really do feel this is possible not for us, just for us, but this is possible for the world. Yes. Why, why is it easy for us? Because we have a mutual respect and we're both willing to be 100% responsible for our thoughts, feelings, and actions. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. If it could be that simple as being 100% responsible, what kind of a world could we live in? That's right. Like one world. Like I could see also, well, that's another thing, but like, you know, the breaking down the borders and just human beings. That's right. Yeah. Living a human experience and loving each other through that experience. Would that not be the greatest thing in the world? Amazing. And, you know? and what we're really about, but we've forgotten. We've forgotten. Exactly. So yeah. that's, I know that in my heart, my, all my actions are guided by that vision and, and, you know, the mission to just bring out other leaders who are going to be that way in their organizations that are going to see the value in what we're creating. And I say, you know, give up this whole sense of competition. The world needs lots of coaches, therapists, and people like us who believe the same things That's right. that are going to be the stand because being a stand is not comfortable either. That's right. It's not being a stand. You get uh, hate messages. You get people telling you you're inauthentic. You get people saying, stop bothering me. You get all of that other stuff. <laughs> but if you could just be like, I don't care. I'm yes, still right. going to be the squeaky wheel to stand for you in your life. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. Their thoughts are their thoughts. That's right. That's you right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tina, this has been great. Um, do you have any upcoming events you want to tell people about? Um, I, every month I start a new 90 day challenge and mm -hmm. the 90 day challenge is um, stop dreaming and start being, you know, stop mm -hmm. dreaming about the life that you wish you could have and start creating it. So it, it happens every month. Um, so that is starting 
uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more local events, a lot more speaking mm -hmm. events and stuff, but nothing actually in stone right now. Okay. Um, but if people are curious about what their true leadership style is, personality style, I have a quiz that I'd love to share with them. It's really, okay. you get a detailed report and stuff like that, and you can learn to style flex. If you're oh, the cool. nurturer like I was, you can lean into your alpha. If you're the social butterfly and all over the place, you can lean into your nerd to get a little more organized. So I give you tools on how to do that and it's free. Okay, cool. So people can find that on your website. Absolutely. Okay, great. So um, what I will do is I'm going to um, put up your Facebook website, all of your contact information on the podcast. And um, if people are watching this on YouTube, it will be at the end and I'll put a, a, a sheet up with all of your contact information. Awesome. Thank great. you. So any, much. any last words for our listeners? Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge you for having these powerful conversations. I love what you're doing. So thank, thank you, you for that. You're welcome. And I just want to say to people that are listening, um, you're too big to play small. And if there is that mm. little feeling in your belly that there's something more, listen to it. Because you never know where that little feeling, that little spark can take you. And it could be a whole new created life. So listen and take action. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you again. It was a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you, Thank you Crystal. Thanks, everybody. And I hope that um, you will join me next time, all my listeners, and you will continue to explore the many paths on the journey to inner wisdom.